This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. Board, everybody. It's film and spirits time, and today howdy, 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 dis- howdy, howdy. Uh, today we're going to discuss Andor. So uh, we missed a couple of uh, weeks, of course, but we're yeah. going to give our appreciation. We, there's a story, but the long and short of it is that we did have an episode and we lost the file. <laughs> We, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what happened. Um, so yeah, Andor will uh, discuss some video game news uh, of the week. Uh, a couple of trailers came out that are interesting. Um, I'll give a first impression of the Wednesday series by Tim Burns, who's breaking all the records on Netflix for some reason. Um, I saw the Glass Onion, uh, the latest Ryan Johnson movie, the yeah. sequel to Knives Out. I'm super and excited for that the Critics' Choice Awards as well. Yeah. So uh, I also saw Violent Night as well. We can briefly talk True. about that. And yeah. I also watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So a lot to talk about. We won't take too on, much of your time. A lot on the yeah. menu. Uh, speaking of the menu, what are you drinking, Fred? I, I thought you were going to say about the menu because I saw the movie, The Menu uh, the, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now it's, again, it's it's quiet for uh, for this uh, for this Friday evening. Uh, I'm on beer. I'm on light beer. I'm drinking Miller Lite and it's it's perfect. I didn't want anything too harsh. Uh, I received people in my home yesterday and uh, we, we were heavy on the martinis. So uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll go smoothly today. Um, I mean, you're, you're still heavier than me because I'm drinking water today. <laughs> I, it's I'm fine, on, and you I, have all the reason to do yeah, so. Yeah, I'm on some medications. I'm on uh, chief amongst them right now would be Advil. Nothing major. Don't worry about me, folks. But Advil and alcohol, not a great combination for the liver. So I'm sitting this one out with some good old hydration H2O. It's but if fine, I man. were I mean, to be drinking, I'd probably be having a bourbon, <laughs> which I'll do okay, next man. episode. Yeah, because now he's an officially a bourbon aficionado like me. Maybe not yeah. aficionado, but uh, young grasshopper, <laughs> young grasshopper. <laughs> Once you go bourbon, you never go back. Apparently. So, uh, uh, yeah, good for you. Good for you. But it's it's fine. It's the best water. Water is the best palate cleanser in our uh, in our, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say in our industry, but I mean in like our our, um, our, our love for spirits and our hobby. I think it's yeah. a good, it's still a good thing. So, um, all right, man. Yeah. Um, and, uh, before we can uh, continue on, uh, as always, I want to thank the listeners who are checking out the show and welcome those who are finding us for the first time. Uh, as always, if you can leave a little like, a little review, share it around, anything like that, super appreciated and it helps out. It goes a long way. Thank it you. It really does. Um, it's uh, normally i think we still have two episodes left before the end of the year um so when we'll come back in 2023 in two episodes it will start our third season so already crazy um huh? yeah it's crazy how time flies but yeah we're just finishing up our our second season so it's uh, it's kind of cool uh but yeah it's uh, our little project became uh, bigger and bigger and uh yeah we're it's, uh, it's gonna we're gonna enter our third year so it's still uh, something when you think about it so. Yeah, we still need to talk about like doing Patreon and stuff like that. No, yeah. no, I think we're still right, waiting for the right moment. But right it's moment. Uh, no, it's a discussion we, uh, yeah. we need to have depending on our metrics next year. But uh, it's a good, it's a good point. Thank you yeah. for the reminder. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, so first thing, you want to talk about Endor? Or uh, yeah, let's talk do, about uh, Endor. Okay, Andor. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we had the, a lot of opportunities to discuss since uh, season one ended. At, what a month ago now? Not e- no third three Maybe weeks. Three right? weeks ago, I think. I think it's three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I think we both liked it. I think uh, you liked it maybe a little tiny bit, like more than I did. But I still really, really enjoy it. And oh, I loved um, it. <laughs> it's some of the the finest, well written Star Wars we've had since. I mean, I'm bold when I'm saying this, but maybe since the 80s, <laughs> possibly. No, no. I in, terms would, of, yeah. in terms of writing, in terms of writing, um, it's up there for sure. 
Yeah. No, it was it was unexpected because I think going into Andor, the mindset, generally speaking, was, oh, here's another Star Wars show. We just came off of Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan Kenobi, which I, I don't think anyone was beating the drum of, oh, I love it. It was a lot of that was decent, probably at best. And then Andor as a character wasn't anybody's favorite character from Rogue One. So no. I think there there was this sort of like meh indifference to Andor as it was getting ready to start. And then something happened online. And this is coming from the Star Wars fandom, which has been fractured for years. But people were talking about Andor. And they were talking about it first with a little bit of surprise. And then with a little bit of love and then glowing admiration and all of a sudden andor is united the fandom it's nominated for best drama at the critics choice awards which is probably the most prestigious tv award underneath the emmys and it's it's got the golden globes of the of of tv basically uh, golden globes suck (laughs) but um yeah it's it was Granted, all this prestige, the fans, for the most part, quite liked it. And Andor ended up being a show that I don't think Star Wars fans were expecting at at the end of the day. You know what? It's funny because I'm writing right now um, a piece on Last Jedi uh, after five years, like how how well is it aging? And I think, you know what, that Tony Gilroy, who wrote Andor, I think that he actually succeeded where Ryan Johnson failed in some way. Because I think that both guys, first of all, are not huge fans of Star Wars, I guess. I think I'm not. Maybe Ryan Johnson Johnson's was, a huge Star think, Wars fan. And then is he, Tony okay, Gilroy is sure. not a Star Wars fan like at all. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought Johnson it was the same that he didn't he wasn't into Star Wars before he directed episode 8. But um, so what he delivered of course as we know has a devi- it's a divisive fan base after that film and uh, it's controversial untru- controversial to say the least. However, Gilroy said, "Okay, I'll do the same thing. I'll try to be bold in my writing and try to elevate Star Wars into something more than just space opera drama." And he succeeded because he did something saying, like, I'll try to incorporate as much as, like, the real horrors of war, spy movie, espionage, um, and, like, I don't know, like, corporate hierarchies in some Mm -hmm. ways, or, like, struggling in um, a working environment, highly competitive when you need to outdo yourself. Try to mix and mishmash all of this in one. And you get something uh, like Endor, where you can—it's really anchored into reality for a yeah. galaxy far, far away—and you can really relate to a lot of the characters. So that's where I think he really succeeded, where Johnson failed. Um, so yeah, no Endor. I mean, some of the finest Star Wars since I would say maybe Mandalorian season two for sure, uh, but even the movies, I think that say maybe episode three but even in episode three i think there's some better writing in Endor than in, in, oh, in episode sure. three so <laughs> i would definitely yeah. agree to that i was re-watching yeah. mando season one two and the two mando episodes in boba fett uh almost at the same time that i was watching Endor, just to like go back and relive it yeah. and i i do think it's unfair to compare the two of them they're just such different shows at this point and they both offer something wildly different I think yeah. Mando is a much more fun and sentimental and adventure show. And if you're mm-hmm. looking for that, that's the show that you, you want to watch. There's a lot of fan fulfillment, a lot of emotional moments, especially that season two finale. Andor is a slow burn drama. So they are different shows. At the end of the day, I do think Andor was a tighter show. In terms of production, yes, I would agree with that. Um, I, and again, this show doesn't rely that much on fan service or at all. I think not, a, not much. A lot service. of it's in that museum, like the the antiques. And if you catch it, you catch it. Like there's some the, yeah, the fro- you'll you miss it. But yeah, yes, it's, there's some frozen it's carbonites, there, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. like it's like Indiana Jones's stuff frozen in carbonite. Like yeah. the whip, the hat, and you see the uh, the idols from Temple of Doom. 
and then there's a whole bunch of Star Wars <laughs> stuff just like sprinkled in there. It's a good idea though to do that in that in that environment uh, because we know it's mystical in some way. It's really a rare pieces mm -hmm. of cultural of culture from other planets, other worlds, and whatnot. So it's kind of cool. It's a nice little wink. But um, what's funny about the characters talking about the characters of of Andor who are also rich. Um, it's funny because they name it, they name it Andor, but I think both you and I agree Andor is not the most interesting characters of this. Andor show. is not the most interesting character of the show. I, I would say it's probably it's Luthen. pretty much the bottom. It's probably at the ball of the barrel if we need. I mean, no no offense to Diego Luna, but I mean his maybe I think it's just that the script doesn't allow him to go to certain places. He's pretty stoic i think the word i would use for most of the show uh like final episode or the last two episodes you're like okay something is happening but it's taking a, a, a while and it's there's much more exciting of uh, excitement about like the other characters in, mm -hmm. in this world who are surrounding and or mostly i think you and i were both big fans of luthan character luthan for me i think is the the best character of the of, yeah of luthan was really good mon mothma was really good and, uh, yeah, I wanted more of her. Uh, I didn't. I think at the end, she. I mean, she got some great scenes, but I just found that she didn't have that many scenes. I think that she's limited to maybe one scene per episode for the last maybe what five episodes. Yeah, I think she's in it significantly much. less, but I feel like the scenes that she was in are really meaningful. Yeah, yeah they they left an impact, and uh, of course, Andy Circus. Andy Circus for the the small run he had, yes. Yeah. Andy Circus and he what it was it wasn't what three episodes. It's in three episodes, episodes right? and he crushed it. He crushed it, yeah. As like, the uh, keynote, the um, I, I want the, more Andy Circus, the superintendent, the superintendent of the flood, yeah, capturing Florida, the prison. I want more um, Andy Circus without motion capture because I would say he's that, a great actor. He's yeah. a great actor, and yeah. I would say that this was his best role after Gollum. Hmm. Oh, bold, bold statement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with so it. Much. I know, I know. So much. I'm just trying. To, he did some good stuff. He's done a lot of good things, but I think those but three just, episodes yeah. were okay. So, be, yeah, okay. I'll go. I'll, I'll bite. I'll say maybe it's his, perhaps his best character since Gollum, and it's a big statement because he was pretty much in everything. He had a career in between. <laughs> no, but yes, sure. <laughs> most recently he was but in right. uh, the Batman. Before he, that, yeah, he was he not was, great in not, the Batman. He was though, okay in Batman, but, but he was really good in Black Panther. Yes, and yeah. um, as the the arms dealer, yeah, yeah the Age of Ultron as well. Yeah, he was good in the Marvel universe. Yeah, when uh, they're doing the robbery, and he lets the one guy run away, and then he shoots him, and he just goes makes it seem random or makes it yeah. seem like less professional like yeah yeah, yeah exactly. it was really good in that but yeah he was exceptional in and yes. show i also really liked that they didn't film on the volume like mandalorian they filmed on location it, yeah it it feels like it's more there's more depth it feels tangible this, it's tangible yeah because that's what especially that's what i saw when i was watching obi-wan because obi-wan Obi felt especially flat. Obi-Wan fell flat, especially yeah. when the final face-off between Vader and him on the rocky planet. You're just like, it, everything feels so two-dimensional. Um, but yeah, the, 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 they didn't use the volume here, and it, it shows, and it's a good thing. So it's costly for sure, transportation fees and whatnot, but it's, it's I mean, the, the effect is mind-blowing yeah. comparing to the volume. So it, maybe, like, here and there you can use it, for sure, for uh, more artificial worlds that are completely Yeah, things CGI. like you got to, like, get a sunset shot and you only have, like, a couple yeah. of minutes. And you're like, oh, well, I can freeze the sun so I can perfect that shot without, oh, I have to come back tomorrow. Oh, the sun's, it's got, there's clouds tomorrow. So things like that, I understand there there is a, a perk to it. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, what I was trying to say, no, um, and again, uh, I want to talk real quick about Fiona, uh, Fiona Shaw, yeah. um, Fiona Shaw, who people Marva. might not know, Marva, who's the, um, the adoptive mother of Andor, um, who actually raised him, uh, after his planet was, uh, basically not destroyed, but ravaged by, uh, <laughs> poisonous chemicals, um, it's a funny thing, because that actress all, pretty much always played bad 
people. Yeah, her she most famous villains. role is probably Aunt Petunia in the Harry Potter And Petunia in Harry Potter. She played. I remember she played um, in the Mar- the first Mario Bros. movie. Yeah. <laughs> she was a villain in that uh, alongside Dennis Hopper. She's the um, fixer in Killing Eve as well. Yes, and I think she... Did she play Matilda? Or maybe that's somebody else. Oh, I thought dude, she played Matilda. It's been Matilda. a hot minute since I've seen Matilda. <laughs> So no, it's maybe it's not her, but it's the, I think it's the first time she's actually a good person. But she, her role in this, her last speech through the hologram, mind blowing. Did um, you see what originally was in the script? And then yeah, Disney... it's F F word, right? Yeah, and, but I think it's the first time. I think it's the first time I actually agree with this. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't think it would have fit. Uh, fight the Empire fit. is so much stronger. It's, it's better, yeah, yeah. than the F the Empire. Yeah. But I mean, I can understand and i can like appreciate why they they think of it but i'm like no guys it's still star wars it's It's still star wars it's not blade runner i also think by saying fight the empire it's more emotionally charged yeah yeah it it feels like you have to like stand up and reclaim and fight for your right and all that Mm -hmm. by saying like f the empire there's more anger and a sense of disgust and vulgarity to it they ultimately have the same uh, outcome, but the wording frames the revolution in a different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sometimes just a word here and there. That's all you need to do to change the, the impact that a scene has. Speaking of impact of a scene, my God, when uh, B2 Emo was being all sad. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. I did, that droid was in that show for... A few minutes, ultimately. It wasn't in it yeah. much. He was in the first three episodes, and then he disappears. And when he goes, I, I, I don't want to be alone. I, I, I want Marva. I was like, why am I so emotionally d- distraught by this? And throughout the show, droids are often shown as things. Like right before that scene happened, someone was using B2 as like a coaster, had like a glass on his head and there was like yeah. a dog peeing on B2. Uh, yeah, on B2, yeah. Early on in the show. A lot of concrete, yeah. Yeah, something. and there's this, yeah. this attitude of them being like inanimate objects essentially and uh, yeah. Brasso, who basically sounds like our friend, his first name and our, his last name. <laughs> if you think about it, we have a friend who... True, over yeah. at Live City, who filmed the, the wonderful trailer for us with our, our friend John Lanny, Brandon Grasso sounds a lot like Brasso. So every time I would see Brasso, that character, yeah. I would just think of our friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good point. But uh, it, interesting because we we understand that Cassian likes to surround himself with weird droids who have intense personalities. Because yeah. it's it's I could I couldn't stop thinking about K2SO from Rogue One. And actually got me thinking, I was like, is there a connection here? Because we know that K2SO from Rogue One is an Imperial droid who was hacked and basically who turned, who was, I don't know, like modified so he can serve the rebels and not the Empire. So I'm just wondering, did they actually maybe upload B2's like program in K2SO? So, because again, both have like strong personalities. So I'm just wondering, is there a connection? Is that actually the same droid? Uh, I'm going to lean think. towards no. But it could be cool. But it no, would, could be cool. I think it's a little too similar to what they did with Solo when putting uh, L3. Putting L3 the, into the Falcon. Falcon yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's too similar. I think yeah, it's a little yeah, too right. similar. Plus, they, they do explain the backstory for how K2 and Cassian met in one of the comics. But considering how Tony Gilroy doesn't seem to care about the the canon and all that (laughs) yeah exactly i i don't expect that comic to be uh as fundamentally sound in the canon anymore (laughs) yeah no 100 percent. is there i think the answer is pretty much no for both of us but is there something you disliked about the show or something that caught your attention you're just like ah maybe i would have done that done this differently i think one of the major things that i would have perhaps adjusted was and I, i i do understand to a level but I wanted a bit more from Andor as a character. He felt yeah. very passive and very hands-off. He does have an arc, don't get me wrong. Like, when you watch the show end-to-end, you do see a change. But I feel like he's a little too reactionary and not doing enough agency yeah. of his own free will. He's often reacting to circumstances that are around him. 
True, and he 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 wants to escape a lot. He wants to mm-hmm. move a lot because again, it's him going. Okay, he's on. He did something on a planet. He's back to Ferex. Okay, he's get re- he's got recruited uh, recruited from for um, by Luton to do a job. He goes to Aldani. He does the Aldani job. He moves back. He flees. He goes to a vacation planet. Okay, no, he's trapped and he's in prison. So he's on a prison. After that, he flees again. So it's a lot of him moving around without, again, his personality or like he doesn't change that much. He doesn't. Yeah. He it's, goes it's by. It's very subtle. It's really subtle. But again, he it's again, the word you use is passive. He's really passive about it. He like accepts what happens. He rarely goes beyond questioning it. Questioning, um, questioning it. He's just like, okay, I'll try to get out of my situation. But yeah, there's no. It's not profound. It's maybe more so in the last last episode. Yeah. You feel a few things, and his last decision to go back to see Luthen because he remembers where he parked his ship last time, and he's like, like, kill me if you want. If not, like, take me with you. I, like, hire me. Yeah, uh, like, I'm tired of running. I have enough. I'm tired of running. I have nothing else to live for. Um, I mean, like, it's either the rebellion or death. So, yeah. I mean, take me in. So, that's why I was like, there is an arc. Yeah. But I, I I hope in season two we get a bit more of Andor in the front. Yeah. 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 No, same same here. So, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, for sure they'll do a season two. I think this show. Yeah, season really two. They're filming it right now, actually. But there's only right going okay. to be two seasons. And then after yeah. that, it's done. Good. So we'll see. I think it's they'll need to be more selective with their shows, Disney shows from now on. But for sure, I feel they'll continue Mando and this one. Curious what they'll do next because we still have the Acolyte coming. Yeah. Uh, which is set, I think, what, 200 years before the prequels or something? Yeah, it's like 150, 200 yeah. years, something like that. Okay. But this is a, yeah, this is a great show. This is fine writing for star wars proving the star wars can go beyond being a soap opera mainly for kids yeah this, this is, is an adult this show is an adult this show. is not for kids kids will get i would say bored of it even oh, i know sure. i knew a lot of adults except who got bored maybe of for it. like yeah except, except maybe what the the, the aldani episode but apart from that they'll get bored for sure yeah, yeah. But, and the aldani episode only is good because you're emotionally invested in the other two episodes yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's a lot of talking, a lot of character development, of a lot of philosophy about lot. war, about a rebellion, about um, what um, authoritarian the, power does to yeah, people. What the cost to is. Sacrifice actually everything. Um, and again, I'm still remembering Luthen's speech when he was on the bridge with the cape and he met like his source for, yeah. from the Empire. So and good. he was just like... Are you prepared to sacrifice like the, the your men for just for me? He's like, fuck yeah, <laughs> like I don't care. I mean, this is this is I'm I, I know I'm a monster. I'm doing terrible things, but it's it's not for me. I'm doing yeah. it for the people like who live after me, like the generation after us that are gonna see that done. It's not for me. I'm not doing this for me. Um, great, great monologue from yeah. from from Stellan. The Empire was also really good in the show as well. The Empire is often yeah yeah the Empire is often depicted as silly i guess for a lack of a better word but the empire troopers can't aim yes Mm -hmm. troopers can't aim they're they're tripping over themselves but at the end of the day stormtroopers are part of space nazism if you will and there's always been this sense of this the empire is not scary like palpatine is scary but the empire has not been scary this was the first time the empire was scary and you get a sense of how big the machine is, like how many parts so many like there are in it. It's yeah, just one of the cogs in the machine, and can like normal stormtroopers are pretty much at the very bottom of the barrel. But you have like somewhere in the between, you have the ISB, the the Empire, the Imperial Security Bureau, Bureau. So yeah, we have a lot of time like with the Gestapo mm, and the CIA fused together. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. It looks like a, a Langley. Yeah, true. A Langley yeah. office. Um, it's true. But uh, no, but Didra Miro, so the main Imperial officer that we spend a lot of time with, the only female in the room, basically, all mm-hmm. guys, uh, she needs to like prove please her, her boss as yeah, much as possible. Prove herself uh, capable. Yes. And she, uh, no, a really interesting character yeah, for she sure. She's exhausted um, all the time. She does. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's like running off of like, one hour power naps every day probably taking like 18 coffees and like 
other substances just to like get by and she's just like here's the report like as you asked i thought like i when i was looking at the isb more specifically and just her trying to make things happen like in that work environment i felt like we were looking at a law firm or something out of suits mm. and like like women in high heels in like big offices with associates name. They try to and they need to work harder than anybody else because they need to make their place in a world of men. I was just like, this is this reminds me of that. This is like a powerful, hungry woman, corporate woman who's trying to say, like, I'm better than all of you and I'm going to prove it. Um, She's also the voice of Yennefer in The Witcher 3. Yeah, that's what I understood. And I didn't know that. Yeah, in the video games. Yeah, 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 sure. (laughs) Which I love that game. And there is a free next-gen update for those who can. I cannot because I don't have a PS5 yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm an Xbox guy, so I can't really comment on it. I mean, The Witcher is available on Xbox, and you should definitely play it. it. is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll look it up. But it's uh, I'm not a big medieval kind of video game guy. Not a fable Assassin's Creed guy. Maybe I should be, but yeah, thanks. for. I, I'll try to uh, yeah, look it up. I don't think it's terribly um, expensive right now. So if, uh, you happen sure, to see, yeah. if you happen to see it on sale on Boxing Day, I would say pick it up. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, thanks, man. I'll try to do that. So to wrap things up on Andor... Um, if you had to give a grade or just final impressions, uh, go for it. I'll follow. Uh, final impression, I, I would probably give it a 9.5 on 10. I thought the, the writing of the show was truly exceptional. Uh, it treated the audience with respect. You had to pay attention. It was a slow burn, but it was never boring. And episodes like the, the heist and the jailbreak were just stellar. Yeah. Yeah. You? Yeah. Uh, I was trying. I'm hesitating between an 8.5 and a 9, but it's it's up there. It's not a 9.5 out of 10 because I think sometimes I'm just I'm looking to Star Wars to be entertained, and mm-hmm. I think that this show, even even if it's highly in, like interesting and really really fascinating, and it's it's, it's thrilling it's on a few sense. Popcorn. And it's not popcorn. No, it's not popcorn. It's not. Sometimes I was wanting more entertainment from it. Not not a huge amount, but just a little bit more. A little bit more. Maybe, so maybe one or two major set piece, action set piece. Maybe just that. And I would have been like, it would have been perfect. Um, so I think I'll go with an, um, I'll go with an 8.5. But I still really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's perhaps the best. It, no, it is the, the best hours TV show we've had since uh, the Mandalorian era. So I think this is even better than Mando. It's different, but I'll, I'll agree that I think for us, more, I don't want to say intellectual viewers, but the, I think the that cinephile. we appreciate. Yes, for the cinephile that we are, I think that it's it's good and it's it's good content for us. So I think that I'm, I really appreciate it and it's the best writing since empire strikes back for me so i'll I'll give that that respect to it but yeah i was just a little sometimes maybe a little slow like maybe a little more entertainment a little more action but not much just Mm -hmm. a little bit i would have been perfect but i'm I'm really excited for season two because i think season two will will do that yeah i think think we're gonna get a lot of rebellion stuff yes a lot of rogue one where cassian was all like we've done some terrible things in the name of the rebellion yeah 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 so i can't wait for season two season two is going to be awesome and uh fascinating characters again and most of them pretty much created from scratch i mean you can remove and or Mom Mothma, but again, Mom Mothma, we didn't know much about her, so it's fair to say she was created in a way, or she, they, they gave they gave her we a lot of backstory that was they expanded on her from previous material that wasn't really developed at first. Um, so we fair to say most of these characters purely created from from a blank page. So people are trying to say, ah, oh, Star Wars, there's no more true creation. I'm like, well, no, it's possible. You need to do it well, but. Um, you can create in this universe and you can succeed so uh, yeah great show overall a great one of the best of the, the the year and looking forward to season two in two years maybe probably two years lucky. yeah oh, probably I would say two, so. 2024 yeah, yeah. so uh, good yeah. man that's, all right that's our thoughts Happy. that's our you can thoughts. find all episodes reviewed on screen of entertainment as well 
And you will also find Fred's review of Knives Out Glass Onion by the yeah. time this episode is up on the Spotify and Apple and all that fun stuff. Because uh, Fred went to the movie theater and he, he went to go see Glass Onion. I did, upon, amongst other things. But yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of movies recently. But yeah, Glass Onion. Um, it wasn't a limited time in the, in the theaters because basically it's a Netflix production. Um, Ryan Johnson signed with them for the second one because the first one, I think we can agree, was a surprise hit. We didn't really expect it to be like, oh my god, this is the like the wow, Knives Out was so good, but it was a good film. It was really I, I good. I quite liked it. It was in my top ten of the year. I think it came in at like four or five. It's like modern Agatha Christie with an additional injection of humor exactly. and really like cultural puns, and it's it's it succeeds a lot. It's really good, uh, and you can maybe say like the new breath of fresh air for Daniel Craig's uh, career after James Bond. Uh, this is perhaps his most successful role after James Bond. It's this one. So, uh, yeah. So they did a second one called Glass Onion, and basically Ryan song. Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he agreed to for a week in theaters in 600 theaters in North America, if I'm not mistaken, for just a week. So I was able to grab it near my house, and um, it's really good. So for sure, it's the same kind of finesse in the writing, and it's really funny. It's really uh, it's really dynamic, even in cinematography and the set design. It's such a colorful and like surprisingly artistic film because, like, it's almost looking like a Salvador Dali painting because the the set design and the decor is all over the place in that film. Uh, the compound where like the murder happens is something out of a nightmare. Like I don't know, canvas. It's 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 just like a madhouse, pretty much. So but it's kind of like good. this like surrealist, like nouveau deco kind of thing. Uh, yeah, not even. It's like it. Mer- it's a mishmash of. It's uh, we use the term intermedia when we were doing uh, com yeah. studies at university. I think it's that thing. It's a mishmash of so many mediums and like art genres. And the medium is con- the message. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Marshall McLuhan. Um, See, we did so pay attention. It's a great film. Uh, I would say the first one is still a tiny bit better. Not much, but a little bit better. So like, if you yeah, like the I first the, one, you'll like the second one. Yes, you'll like the second one. But I think that the, the, the payoff for the second one is not as fun as the first one. Um, I saw like the, the ending or the, the, the answers to the crime uh, a little early on that I hoped. Like, it was like, oh, I think I know where this is going. And I was right. I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's that. Um, so I was not as impressed with the ending, but Daniel Craig is freaking funny in that film. Um, he's even better in this one than the first one. Uh, they gave him more backstory. We know a little bit about Benoit Blanc, um, who's the, the main detective, who's supposed to be like the new Hercule Poirot, but for modern audience, audiences. And he's really fun. Good role. He's really... Uh, I think it's, it's safe to say that his, he's... He's now in the second phase of his career uh, with this character. Now that his James Bond uh, his James Bond run is over, um, one of the best films of the year for sure. Not the not as best as good. Sorry, not as good as the first one, but pretty enjoyable. So I highly recommend it. For, nice. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I will be adding it, and I hope it is on my top ten of the year. This one is not going to be on my top ten, um, but it was still a blast to see and that was violent night yeah uh, santa claus killing people <laughs> yeah so i had a, a brunch and right across the street was a movie theater uh brunch finished at one o'clock there was a screening at 105 i was like let's go let's let's do it matinee so we went and we saw violent night and it's die hard at the end of the day it's die hard like replace Nakatomi Plaza with a rich person's mansion and McLean instead of being a cop is Santa Claus Santa like he's Claus, yeah. out of shape he's grumpy he's jaded uh, he ends up trapped in the house with a bunch of bad guys in this house there is a vault bad guys are trying to get into the vault and helping uh, <laughs> Helping uh, Santa Claus. Almost said helping McLean. (laughs) Helping Santa Claus is a little girl on a walkie-talkie who is pretty much like Al in Die Hard. 
There's also yeah. Snow Speeders, which is like Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, yeah. And there's also a sequence that's like straight up Home Alone with the, the traps and whatnot. So movie is familiar to say the least. It's not very original. That said, I had a blast. It was so much fun. Chief reason for that is because David Harbour as Santa Claus is such inspired casting. Like he is having so much fun with the role. I bought him as Santa. This Santa is, he's kind of just done. It's 2022. He's going down chimneys and he's looking at the what's under the tree. And like people have like Amazon packages. They're not even gift wrapped. Uh, yeah. Wish list say, what, what, Christmas wish list. Money, 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 money. Uh, he has the milk. The milk's gone sour. He's like, I'm just dumb. Like people suck. And yeah. during this like hostage heist crisis, he needs to like find that thing to keep fighting for and fight. He will and, like the fights are gruesome. This is a same. It's not the same director, but it's the same producer as Bullet Train and John Wick. So, oh. yeah. So okay. I'm talking about a uh, nice like wide camera shots, inventive kills, like s- stars on top of the Christmas tree to the face. Um <sighs> stockings full of pool balls ice skates uh snow plows chimneys uh things like that uh using santa's bag creatively like and the santa lords they're like you got to touch the nose to go up the chimney things like that the reindeer are present so th- all that is there but this santa is just like foul mouth one one little detail that i i did quite enjoy he's become a cookie connoisseur over the years so he comes down the chimney he sees the cookies and he like grabs the cookies as if he's like some master taster and he like yeah. bites into it like his hands are just gently pressed around the yeah. cookie and he just goes like mm, homemade or it's trash it's generic and he's become this like cookie snob so he <laughs> seeks out like the the good he all he wants is like some nice cookies and uh some brandy and just like a nice massage chair it's crazy though that nobody thought of this before because yet like you said it's not original but it still is in a way i mean like you see santa claus, santa claus being an action badass i mean it's this idea was in front of us for so long <laughs> how how much how why did it take so long to do it i mean it's it's crazy but yeah it, I think it's still an inspired idea, and to have David Arbor as uh, the bad Santa, I think it's it's perfect. Oh, it was casting, so good. As it was said. so good. Like um, without Harbor, he has, like the he has the posture. He's now in action movies. He can handle himself. So I'm just like, it's perfect. Yeah, it's so good. I don't think the movie would have been anywhere as good without Harbor, but Harbor elevates what probably would have just been like a safe whatever movie, and it yeah. somehow transcends into. That was kind of awesome. You know, you know, I had another what if casting for that role. If David Harbour turned it down, because again, if you, his agents arrives, like, yeah, listen, I have a, I have a script for you, uh, but you found maybe it's a little crazy. Like, give it to me. Oh, you're you're gonna be Santa Claus, but killing people's like, all right, I like it. Seth Rogen would have been good uh, in that role. Yeah, I'm not a like, big Seth Rogen fan, so I don't I know. I am though. I, I don't know if Rogen I would have like enjoyed I think it. If as you much. want a more like comet comedy kind of thing with with santa but still with some killings and some action i think he would have been good uh second choice is santa but yeah no david Ar- david arbor i think it's uh, it's perfect yeah. i haven't seen it so but i plan to maybe wait till it's on uh on netflix or on streaming on streaming i'll i'll watch it yeah for sure. i would say it's definitely um, like a matinee priced kind of movie or like a streaming i'm not sure i would rush out to go like pay full freight for it yeah but it was still pretty awesome. I'm glad I went kind of thing. No regrets at all. All right, yeah. man. Cool. Did, Good stuff. Uh, um, on the top- I want to see it eventually. Yeah. Uh, on the topic of Christmas, did you watch uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? No. Uh, I want to, though. But, but again, I think that both you and I are like on that superhero Marvel-esque fatigue. Uh, I think we're just like... Ah. because I didn't see Black Panther 2. And I, I really liked the first Black Panther. I'm like, I should go see it. It's supposed to be really good, but I'm some part of me is like, oh, I'm not. my heart is not in it I'll anymore. G- I'll give I a ju- quick two seconds on Wakanda Forever because it's yeah. been a few weeks now since I have seen it because it's been a few weeks since we've done a show. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a strong Marvel movie. 
but it doesn't come anywhere near as close as the original Black Panther. Uh, yeah. The three main leads are really, really good. Like Shuri's great. Uh, Namor's really good. And Angela Bassett as uh, uh, Shuri. T'Challa's mother. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. They were all super strong. I did feel like the movie lost some steam maybe at the end of the first act. Uh, and then Namor... And I brought this in my review as well, but I think Namor hard pivoted way too fast in the movie for his plan. Um, So that made it hard to root because I was like, ah, they're going for something that's like nuanced and layered and and it's gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I would say it's a a really strong like 7.5 for me. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't like, ooh, and it, it got bogged down by like a third act, like, cgi action fest again so i was like it, it's good it's it's really good especially compared to like a lot of the phase four movies yeah but but i wasn't like whoa that was exceptional like at the end of black panther you know what was exceptional though the guardians holiday special it was that exceptional it's really? one of the best oh. things in phase four and it's one of really? the best things marvel's done it's what it's 45 minutes and it's yeah, gonna, that's a good it's, thing, though. It's going to be uh, it's it's going to be in my Christmas rotation every year. It's it's a Christmas classic. Are you serious? It's a okay, Christmas well, I'll watch it. classic. Okay, I'll watch it very yeah. soon though. It's it's on my list. I I just didn't I, I just didn't sit through it yet, but no. I'll, I'll, There's I'll do it. There's no bad guys. There's no CGI army. It's just fun, yeah. It's the the setup is uh, Peter Quill is kind of down like he doesn't have Gamora anymore. Which clashes with how he was depicted in Love and Thunder. It just makes Love and Thunder yeah. seem even more out of place. So yeah, because he looked happy and yeah, like yeah. he didn't look so. Yeah, that's yeah. not the case here. Okay, Quill, yeah. Quill's yeah. like kind of down, and Drax and Mantis. Mantis is the lead. They're sort of like, how well, how can we cheer Quill up? And they're like, well, which is f- such a fun character, Ma- Ma- uh, Ma- Mantis. If you like I, Mantis, I really she's got a lot of great stuff in this one. And they're like, well, we heard from... Kick names, take ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, yeah, she she cares from Craglin that on Earth it's almost Christmas time. And at Christmas, it's the season of giving gifts and that it's joyous and happy. And they're like, well, what's the one thing Peter keeps talking about? And they quickly realize that the one thing Peter has talked about over the years is kevin bacon so they go to earth and try to kidnap kevin bacon, kidnap kevin bacon. to give him as a gift to, to peter to quill. and in the credits it says introducing kevin bacon wow and kevin bacon's good. in it he's like the third main character there's crazy. musical numbers there's animation it feels like an old christmas special from like the 70s there's heart there, the acting is good the jokes are really good i it was done and i'm like that was so good that was touching that was funny it was emotional like i was like that's really good i like correct that. me if i'm wrong but um quill talks about kevin bacon because the final film he saw when he was on earth was footloose right yeah that, uh, and uh, kevin bacon is in footloose yeah I think. kevin bacon's in footloose yeah. and they talk about Fulu's being like yeah. the greatest movie of all movie time. Ever. <laughs> and then like I think in Infinity War they're like It never was. Yeah, yeah exactly. It never was. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. it still the greatest movie of all time? It never was. And he's like, What? It never was. Like what? Yeah. And then he's talking to Gamora, he's like and talking about how uh Kevin Bacon, not his character, Kevin Bacon, saved a whole town through dance. And we learn a bit more of the the exaggerations that Quill has told the other guardians. But no, I I, I I really loved it. It's All it's right. so good. Like like All if you're right. like I'll don't watch, watch it before Christmas. It's, it's a Christmas special. Okay, I need to watch it before Christmas. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, no, it's in forty five minutes, so it's you can yeah. It's forty five it minutes. Easily. It's quick. It never drags. It's it's to the point. It's fun. Like I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. I, I watched it with my girlfriend. She was like, that was awesome. All right, awesome, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch that uh, as soon as possible, for sure. I'll try maybe to watch that with my in-laws uh, this um, 
this weekend, but uh, good, good pick. Um, on my end, for other things that I've seen recently, or at least other streaming platforms, um, you read the news about Wednesday, right? It's surprising. I've been yeah. following. I haven't watched the show, but yeah. I have been like, up to date on a like the the viral dance sequence and the popularity yeah. of the show and the memes. So, quick story, and I won't I won't um, g- take too much of your time on Wednesday. But basically, it's bo- I think it it pretty crushed all the records of Netflix in terms of the number of views in a week. Um, it surpassed Stranger Things, so that's not that's small that's not small potatoes to crush the views and the clicks of Stranger Things, which is the biggest show on Netflix ever. Um, so Net- Wednesday is now like a force to be reckoned with. Which means we'll and, probably get uh, more of it. Yeah, pre- pretty much. So I'm, I wasn't really a huge Adam's Family fan when I was young. Um, yeah, I watched I, the shows and the movies. Like They were there, but I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to watch Adam's Family. But I wouldn't turn away from it either. Exactly. Same for me. But I was always curious, to say the least. And when I heard that Tim Burton was actually directing the whole series, I was like, well, that's a perfect universe for him. So I'm curious because usually, well, maybe not recently, but usually I do like what Tim Burton does. So I I was like curious. I'll say, okay, I'll give it a try. I watched, I think the first five episodes I've watched. um, I'm still missing the other four. but it's not bad. Uh, it's not bad. Jenna Ortega as Wednesday is really good. I think she's even better than Christina Ricci from the original movies, to be honest. She's really... She's perfect. I mean, she, she has, like, the, 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 the perfect face. The deadpan face. She doesn't blink once. Um, her humor is great. I mean, always, like, punchy lines that she hates everyone. and But she's on a mission and uh, on a school for weird kids with talented gifts. Um, so is it kind of like Hogwarts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, close. But I know it, it's um, a reference from one of his previous movies. It's the not the Miss Peregrine schools for oh, yeah. Sco- for yeah, kind of schools for uh, people with special powers or something like that. It's something like more in that range. So it's like they're more not, like um, Professor X. They're not wizards. Yeah, exactly. They're not wizards. <coughs> they're more. Yeah, exactly. It's more like X Men kind of thing. It's more like okay, they have special powers. Uh, she doesn't. She's just like weird. <laughs> so that's why she's there. But uh, yeah, and you have like a whole new cast for the family. So you have like Catherine Zeta Jones playing Morticia. Uh, it's really good. Um, you have um, the chubby Mexican Luis guy, Guzman. The, the father. Yeah, Guzman, exactly. Not great, though. He's not great in that role. But uh, Catherine Jones is pretty good. You have Gwendolyn Christie, who's the, the head ma- mistress. Pretty good as well. First time that we really have like a, a full role for her where we see her not a mask, not anything, not like huge armor to cover it up, just like a, a, a pretty tall woman uh, a pretty tall like i don't know woman basically and she's i think she she really liked that role because she was able to really like show herself as she is and uh, she did a good job but overall i would say it's it's a nice show it's good not as good as stranger things but it's it's easy fun entertainment and uh, well played well good cinematography good set design uh, by tim burton so it's not i don't get why people bitch on it because it's it's good it's still it's easy entertainment but yeah, yeah, so I'll be watching it probably in the new year. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's on my to-do it's list, no, uh, but right now actually I'm watching uh, Zeka from Down to Earth. Mm, good yeah, choice. I like Is it. it. Good? Yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, yeah. it's one of those like I'm peripherally aware of these issues like climate change and global warming and things like that. But he he was like trapped in Australia during the lockdowns, and he went to these like small communities and just see what they're doing. Yeah. Like their their part, like sustainable farming or what ocean levels are doing to like small islands of like two hundred people, things like that. So it is mm-hmm. interesting. I think it's like a little broy, but I think the the heart and the important messages are there. Good to know. Yeah. All right. Did you watch Willow? Uh, Just throwing that. No. In yeah. No. I. It's been an eternity since I've seen the film. So. I need to rewatch the film first. Sam, I, guess, I haven't seen it since elementary school. Yeah, so I, I've never been a Willow fan. I don't know. It's like never it, been. My yeah, thing. I never loved it. I didn't hate it either. So I haven't started it myself. But 
at some point. Uh, I don't know. It's really at the bottom of my list, Willow, but I'll, uh, <laughs> I think I'll watch what you told me prior to this, but I'm still curious. I think right now people, I think it's, it's device, right? I think yeah, some, people some people calling really it really like good it, and some people don't. People, some people don't. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little hesitant. It's all or nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I'll see about Willow. But before we we close, I think we wanted to talk video games, right? Yeah, we had quick, the, right? the yeah. Game Awards aired last night, and I think the Game Awards are now almost as legitimate, if not as legitimate, as shows like the Emmys or the Golden Globes. I don't think they're quite Oscar level right now, but they they stream online on Twitch and YouTube. And this year it was like another record for them. They they rent out like the big halls. I think they were at the the Chinese or maybe the Kodak, but they're they're wow. they're over on well, like big. Hollywood Boulevard now. Uh, Christopher Judge, who played Kratos in God of War, won uh, best performance, and Al Pacino was the actor presenting that award. Uh, he his last award was given to him by Christoph Waltz. So there there's yeah. a, there's an air of credibility to that award show now i would say good for them to be yeah. honest because again so much like work goes act- into video games actors playing like in in video games it's not it's not easy it's actually kind of challenging and the latest thing what can i say i think the, the latest example i have where where i actually noticed good acting in video games uh, it's a, it's an old game, but I still played like the the Tomb Raider trilogy on Xbox, like the the recent one, and the actress who plays Lara is actually really good, yeah. and she's doing motion capture all of it, and she she's actually playing the scenes with the other characters with motion capture and whatnot. So I'm like, this is actually it's it's acting, it's yeah. acting. This is no different than doing a Marvel movie where everybody's on the like in front of the green screen, you know. So I was just like. Yeah, this is acting for sure. They need to they they, they deserve awards for yeah. these as well. And the writing. So um, there's like cinematography yeah, and, and never mind like all the coding that goes into like these mechanics. But yeah, no, it was really nice to see that sort of like patent seal of like legitimacy. Like yeah, like this is a, a, a real award show. Because I remember the Game Awards like I don't know ten fifteen years ago, and it was in like a small smaller theater and nobody really went to that and now like celebrities are going and they rent out like yeah, major yeah, yeah. halls and and whatnot and it streams online for for millions of people to watch so that's pretty cool and there's also like a slew of things that get revealed or announced at the show one of them being jedi uh survivor survivor yeah this follow-up to jedi fallen order i'm really really excited for this game i think it was the reason why i bought an xbox actually (laughs) in 2019 is to play that game um because i think i what i really was missing in my life at that point was that i could actually build my lightsaber (laughs) do you have an xbox series s or an x Uh, or uh, s so s yeah okay so you you will be able to play the new one hope so yeah. if not i'm i'm because the new one <laughs> is only on like the current gens oh yeah like i have I ps4 not. so i can't play it until yeah. i get a ps5 so I, with xbox i keep forgetting because the xbox naming like you have the series s series x xbox one i'm like it's too damn but confusing it's, <laughs> it's always xs now because so what i'm saying is that okay you can actually play it on s and x but i Usually all the mo- modern games, I think even the latest Call of Duty, I can play it on okay. my Xbox. But the, the graphics are not going to be as good. But um, I hope it's going to be accessible. If not, I'll, yeah, I'll double check that. buy another <laughs> Xbox. I'm sure you're okay. I, for sure I wanna p- I'll need to play it. Yeah, it looks so great. If, I'll, I'll buy the new <laughs> Xbox if I have to, but uh, ideally not. But yeah, the first game I really liked. Yeah, I loved uh, it. Such a good game. Such a good game. Uh, good Again, good like I don't know combat tactics, a lot of defense, yeah. Um, building your own lightsaber, uh, just a lot of world exploring. Really good. Yeah, game. I like the sense of like so, you backtrack once you've gained the new to power. To go back to your ship, yeah. Yeah, and you <laughs> like so long. <laughs> you're like, oh, I can now go this way, and it has that like Metroidvania vibe to it, where you're like, oh. That door was closed, but now I can use the force and pull that lever to down, and to open it, I can yeah, go exactly, Google yeah. that way now. And there's probably something to go check out, whether that be like the story or like 
a hidden boss or something like that. So I, I really enjoyed that first one. I'm excited for the second one. It's uh, five years after the first game, so that's why Cal looks so much more like grizzled now. Right, he has a beard. Uh, yeah. and he looks he's got some scars on he his looks face. Really, really tired and whatnot. So just like okay, he went through some stuff. Yeah, he's also got a cross guard lightsaber <laughs> in one of the shots. He does, yeah. yeah. The, the Kylo Ren lightsaber, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. True, I do remember. I was like, oh, what's that? Yeah, well, I don't know if that's gonna be one of the customizations. He launched options. a trend. He launched a trend before Kylo Ren was yeah. interested. Kylo Ren is yeah. just a copycat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of cool, but uh, no, it looks good. But and I didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see any reference to prior Star Wars, either planets, people, characters. It, it seems nothing like jumped it's all out. new. Like, yeah. yeah, there's nothing that jumped out. It looks pretty much all new. There's nothing that I can see. Oh, that that's a character I know. Yeah. That's fan service. Nothing, nothing like that jumped out as being familiar yeah. to me. Whereas, like yeah. the Bad Batch trailer, I was like, Captain Cody, Coruscant, <laughs> the Emperor. Yeah. I, are you excited for Bad Batch season two? I'm kind not of. not excited, but I'm not like woo woo. Bad Batch, yeah. Yeah, I'm just sort of like, I, I Bad Batch. Season one, I like season one, but again, animation, I'm just like, ah, I'll, 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 gra- I'll catch it up if I can, but... Unrelated yeah. to Star Wars, but you should watch Arcane on Netflix. I know, you told yeah. me several times, boom, boom, <laughs> and I didn't boom. still. <laughs> uh, but, also um, at the Game Awards, I know you don't have PlayStation, but they no. showed Death Stranding 2. Uh, so that's coming from Hideo Kojima. I would say that Kojima is probably the only auteur in video game direction. Like, he's a cinephile. And the first game had Norman Reedus, uh, Lea Seydoux, um, and Mads Mikkelsen in the, the three lead roles. Great actors. Great actors. Yeah, nice. And they were giving, like, great performances. And some of those cutscenes went on for, like, an hour. Like, you're watching a movie. And... He's coming back with a second one. I, I honestly didn't see that one coming because Death Stranding was an interesting game, to say the least. Some people were harsh on it because it's you play it's like post-apocalyptic, and mm. you play Norman Reese, who's kind of like a delivery guy. He works for like a futuristic post office essentially, and all you do is you walk. Like your mission is okay. Mission has started. Like you got to deliver a package. To the other end and all you do you walk and you have to like micromanage your weights and what equipment will i bring how many pairs of boots uh ladders ropes and you have to like climb these like mountains and cliffs and go over the rivers make sure your balance is right if the cargo gets damaged so it's it's some people are like all i'm doing is walking but that game came out right before the pandemic happened and there's this sense of isolation when you're playing that game because you're just walking over these like mega vistas but you're, mm, you're kind of gotcha. just by yourself and there's this like yeah. haunting isolation and i think that i have an article on the site you can read it but i think something about that resonated with people more than expected and over the past two years that game has sort of found a following mm, yeah because when it came out the critics were sort of like you know like six on ten six on ten but now people are like, oh, like maybe maybe we should have some more. So when they announced Death Stranding 2, I was like, legitimately did not see that coming, but color me intrigued. All right, man. Well, keep me posted when you play it. Uh, we'll talk about it for sure. Before we close, uh, do we have a few minutes for Indiana Jones or is that misplaced? And We, should we always have for... a few minutes for Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because we, we didn't talk about this uh, last episode and because the trailer came out a week ago. I wrote a piece on it on Screen Hub. But um, yeah, Indy 5 is going to be Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> the Dial of Destiny. I'm not super crazy uh, about the title. But me neither. Whatever. Um, I think the CGI in the trailer was a little bit rough. That said, I think the trailer spot on captured the, the heart and the essence of Indiana Jones. Yes, I would agree with that. And I'll, I, I'm pretty sure I'm confident they'll correct the CGI ah, before it comes to theaters. What, another what, but, six or seven um, months till it comes out? I think, and because um, I've been analyzing the title and maybe just the rumors of in terms of the story, um, I think it plays with time. I think there's a 
time machine component to this. Not a, pers a time machine per se, but I think that sometimes or a certain relic that plays with time. I think that that's what this is about. Um, so I'm curious as to where they'll go with this. But I'm really... Because we talked about Matt, Mads Mikkelsen. He's one of the villains here. Mm -hmm. He plays a Nazi named Valor. We have a, sh a few shots of him. Um, especially, I think we're, he's going to be there when in the um, prologue where Harrison Ford is like his younger yeah, self. Yeah, the DHM. The 1940s, yeah. Which, at first glance, I mean, we had maybe one, a few shots, but he looked kind of good. He looked, he looked good. He looked better uh, than the... The shot of him on the horse during the parade. Yes, I noticed that he looked really bad. His hair was like so white. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the CGI was rough worked. on that one, to say the least. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Thank you for reminding me. I do remember <laughs> that shot, but um, yeah, no, he looked good, de-aged. Um, so there, there, this is gonna be the prologue. Same for Last Crusade is gonna be a younger indie, and we're gonna jump back after that in the current day. Um, Which is about the but space Harrison race. still like Harrison still looks in prime shape, and he's the guy's 80. eighty. Yeah, and he's, he's I think still isn't he doing like at least almost all of his own stunts? Jesus Christ! Yeah, and still when he was whipping the whip like around the table, and all the criminals were like pointing guns, yeah, and he was like he looked good in that scene. I was like, good, good for him. Like he's still physical, like in his in his action scenes. I yeah, was like, yeah. good. He's That's not perfect. like winded or tired like apparently when i was reading he's the, he harrison ford is the one who's jumping between the cars during the trailer yeah. there's a shot of him jumping to like another vehicle apparently that's harrison ford they didn't use a stunt double for that but he likes playing indiana jones that's what i wrote in yeah. my piece is that of all his most famous characters this is the one he actually likes yeah. because again he hates han solo he couldn't he can't he can't stand han solo he doesn't care yeah, exactly. But um, Indy, he actually likes him. So yeah, he loves playing his character, this character in yeah. the in the movies. And this will be his and final time playing Indiana Jones. Yeah. And again, I mean, we can't we can't really blame him. The guy's eighty. Yeah. So I'm like, and at the, at the pace they were like, I don't know, uh, like releasing movies, you're just like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, understandable. It's his final film. And then but John after Williams that, I'm curious. also doing the music. Oh, I thought he was already done with music. Yeah, oh, Williams no, is uh, he's there. God, wow. Yeah. And this guy is even older. He's like 94 think, yeah, or something. Yeah, Williams is he's in his 90s. But he's 90, what, what a what maestro. John Williams still composing. Yeah. 94. <laughs> I mean, wow. if, if you like your job. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. I can't blame him. But super. I mean, even what he did in his late career. I mean, what he did in Rise of Skywalker was still really good. So good for him. Um, oh, oh, that's so cool. And I'm just curious what you think about this because the characters we've seen, so we've seen Sala, John Reese davis who comes back, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah, he has like a goddaughter of some sorts, which I uh, I mean, Harrison, uh, yeah. Indy. So I'm like, okay, this is either maybe Sala's daughter, could be, or maybe Marcus Brody's granddaughter, uh, maybe. Both work fine. <laughs> Both work fine, but I think it's either one of those. Yeah. It's not something else. So, um, but what do you think what will happen of the characters from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like, like Shia LaBeouf's character, which is his son, and Marion, who is now his wife? What do you think they'll do with them in episode, in, in the fifth film? Because they we didn't see nothing. Like they didn't appear once. And they're not even in the cast list. I don't so. think we'll see Shia LaBeouf just because there's. A lot of stigma around him right now he's done too many like hot water things and he's a bit yeah. too controversial right now so i don't see that happening but karen island might drop for a cameo real i would quick, i yeah. would not be surprised i think that would be good uh at the if she comes in maybe like the third act whether it's a cameo or a smaller role i i would not be surprised if she shows up if short round shows up that'd be awesome uh, this is my hope because I think again he's still here. He's still an actor. He played in everything, everywhere. Which all I once, watched and a few days so ago, and you liked it, right? It was, it was so film. weird, but I liked it. <laughs> it was weird, but it's a good film. Yeah. But I mean, if Short Round comes back, and he should come back, he should. there's no reason why he shouldn't. And I, I know they're saying, oh, we don't want to like I don't know do Indiana Jones without Harrison. But I'm like, if there's a chance for them to say. 
well, okay, Indy won't be in there in the, these movies anymore, but we'll still try to further the story mm -hmm. a little bit. It doesn't have to be Indiana like, Jones, but... But people who actually were with yeah. him or like it's his like a, It's the same universe, but like, it's a new franchise. Yeah. It's him. Like, oh, it's, it's so cool. got to be him who takes the mantle and continues to go on expeditions and I'd be, has I'd be very that passion okay for archaeology. Yeah, yeah, me too. And again, he's still here. He's kind of young. He's like, what, in his 40s or something? Uh, uh, what's his name again? Um, I'll have to look it it's, up. I can't. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Quine Hun something, but he played short run Temple of Doom. And it's kind of surprising they didn't bring him back yet, yeah. but Kei that Bui would be the Kwan. time. Yeah, thank you. That would be the time to bring him back. I think that would be yeah. perfect to have him back in like one final film and just say, okay, we know Harrison is not coming back, but if we want to push these adventures in the 60s, 70s, he's going to be there. So I'm like, I'm all for it. Yeah, you should do that for sure. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well. So curious and excited to say the least. But uh, for one, we saw the movie looks good. Uh, curious about the title, but uh, it's, I'm sure it's going to, James Mangold is going to do a good, a good job. It, it's it's good on thing. my most anticipated uh, list for 2023. That yeah. article will probably put out either last week of December or first week of January. It's, it's around halfway complete right now. I think I have around. 20 to 25 titles on that article so stay tuned good man stay tuned. yeah stay tuned uh we'll have that we'll have also um, an article about our favorite movies of 2022 yeah um all the writers from screen hub and also some of the the, the movies we didn't like um so we'll put jurassic world the end of the year <laughs> both for both of us yeah. right jurassic world dominion yeah it's a terrible film Uh, yeah, so we'll do that. Um, and if you and I are good, we'll do one last episode for 2022. We'll, um, we'll discuss the year. We'll discuss what's coming uh, and uh, what we're excited about before we can start 2020 on a, uh, the, the fresh new year with uh, other shows and other movies. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up 2022. A lot of things yeah. to look excited for, including a new Ridley Scott movie. Which one is it? Napoleon. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Napoleon. Uh, yeah, I forgot. I thought that was planned for 2024. Yes, yeah. with um, Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. Yeah. Good a lot of other casting. things, too. We got a new Fincher movie coming out, a new Michael Mann. There's a lot of non-blockbustery stuff that looks great next year. But they're great directors. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm primed for that. Michael Mann coming back. Yeah. That's great. Ferrari. Too, right? For uh, is it for he too? No, it's for no. Ferrari. Oh, oh, so okay, sorry. Yeah, with uh, Adam <laughs> Driver in the lead. D great, great pick. Uh, that's gonna be so good. Um, all right, bro. So yeah, there we had a lot of. It was a full episode, a lot of things to talk about, but uh, uh, it was great. It was great. A lot of good stuff happening, and um, we'll get back soon. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this hour with us. And as Fred said, we'll we'll probably talk to you one more time before the, the year is out so stay yes. tuned for that yes, sir. i'm not sure when that'll be so in case it's two weeks maybe yeah if, uh, like the week before christmas or just like the, the earliest uh the earliest day possible in that week so around the 20th maybe yeah 21st well, i can't do the 21st well, uh, that's the my missus's birthday <laughs> <laughs> the missus yeah you told yeah, us uh, our friends and i around those days yeah. around those dates right before christmas we'll have an episode so we'll talk to you guys then <laughs> <laughs> all right guys take care take care sean laters everyone thanks for listening bye bye